Welcome to the Two Principles Podcast, where we help you get out of your head and into your heart. The Two Principles Podcast, life and leadership talk inside and out. A better you makes for a better today. It starts with you. that we had the best team by, you know, there's other teams that were better. There's other athletes that are better, but man, did she believe in me? And that's what it took for me to believe in myself. And I, and I still feel that sometimes today, like it sometimes takes others to see something in me before I see it. And then that nudge, right? So definitely a, a coach, um, coach Lahotek, uh, she, she made me an even want to be an even better player than I was. I'm Kate Loveland, and I'm hanging out with the two principals. Give me a five. Give me a five, four, three countdown, would you? I'm gonna throw them off. Three, two, one. Three, two, one. Hey, Kevin, it's that time. The mics are hot. How you doing today? I'm doing great. Hey, I just want you to know you're looking fresh as always. Hello and welcome to today's show, episode three. Super excited to be here today with you, Kevin, and I'm super pumped to have Kate Loveland in the studio today. I'm Jason Paris. I'm Kevin Jost. And we are The Two Principles, the Two Principles podcast where we put the focus on leadership, work-life balance, stress reduction, and mental health. Thanks for tuning in today as we continue to walk this journey together one step at a time, one conversation at a time. We're coming to you from the beautiful HealthWise Yoga and Wellness Studio located in Maple Grove, Minnesota. We would like to extend our extreme gratitude for the opportunity to partner with HealthWise Behavior Health and Wellness. Hey, I don't know if you saw Kev, but this week I was able to lock in Kristen Dahl, the owner of HealthWise. She's going to be on our show here uh, in two weeks, so I'm pretty Fantastic. excited about that. She's super busy, and so just grateful for her time, uh, and we'll be able to uh, interview her coming up here. Hey, every episode, we will stay true to the two principles purpose. We will consider the impact of our words and actions. We will be in the moment. We will stay present. We will give it our best today, and hey, we will have some fun today. Hey, we're so grateful for all the support and appreciate you following us wherever it is you listen to your podcasts. We would also appreciate giving us a rating or review. Let's get this thing rolling, huh? It's about time. It is time for the Two Principles Weekly Check-In. Jason, how was the week? Hey, let me tell you, I've been under the weather this week, and I I don't know about you and, and I'm, you know both of you, I don't like being sick. And when I say sick, I just, I felt kind of sluggish this week. Um, and so that's kind of where I've been. So I want to ask both of you, well, first, Kevin, have you ever been saged? Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm asking a serious question. Have you ever been saged? I, no, I'm going to, I'm going to go with no, because okay. I'm not quite sure what you mean. As Kate, have you verb? ever been saged before? I have not been personally saged, no. Okay, so I really, I, what I want to do, first of all, because the listeners are probably, what is going on? Um, so when I'm talking about saging, saging is a traditional technique of smoke cleansing that has its roots in the Native American tradition of smudging. And the idea stems from uh, that energy is all around us. It's in people, places, and even objects. And so one of the reasons why I 
sage is I always feel like I want to get the negative energy out of my body. And it's a way for me to, um, so I, I, I burn a little sage and I kind of, the smoke and I put it over my body and just to let, to release some of that negative, uh, unhealthy energy from my body. Cause I'm always trying to figure out ways cause I don't want to be sick. So I'll look at, I'll do all sorts of crazy things, Kevin. So now do you understand what saging means now? Do you I have ha- a better idea I do. of it? Yeah. Okay. So yeah. some people sage their house, you know, you've, you've saged your house before? I've saged my house, yeah. Yeah. So yeah. it's not, it's not an uncommon thing. And so, yeah. So what I, what I've done is I said, you know what, I'm going to sage myself this week. So that's what I tried to do to help get some of that uh, unhealthy energy out of my body. And the other thing is I, I don't know if you guys have, have tried these organic, they're organic, uh, like health shots and so they're the ginger turmeric shots and i would pounding those things down like candy this week and i'm telling you those things are burning down my mouth and it's like smoking and all that stuff but you I know was, i was gonna say based on the uh faces you've been making this week after drinking them they probably don't taste like candy have you have you ever had i i have yeah. and i know exactly what you mean yeah they don't they're not i have not they don't you taste know, good you know what but you're not selling it really to me <laughs> <laughs> But I will tell you, though, if you're not feeling well and you're trying to do anything and everything to get healthy. So anyway, those are a couple of things that I was doing. And the other thing I'll say um, is this week, uh, working out, you know, when you're not feeling well, I just didn't know, should I work out? Should I not work out? So, Kevin, what about you? When you're not feeling well, do you do you still work out? I make some bad decisions when I'm <laughs> when I'm ill. Um, some, I mean, sometimes I make good decisions, but I mean, I can think of... An instance last summer, I did a, uh, you know, I do triathlons. And so when you, you know, typically you sign up for them months in advance. So then there's that pressure that you're like, oh, I got, I got to do it. Right. And uh, I was doing one in Minnetonka and it was uh, just a sprint. So I was justifying it to myself that it was only going to be, you know, a little over an hour or whatever. And I think I had like 102, 102.5 fever. Yeah, and I, yeah. I, I just like hacking up a lung. You're not the right person to ask. No, no. it wasn't. It no. wasn't a good idea. Okay, Kate, how about you? What's your, when you're not feeling well, sick, what, what's your kind of opinion on working out versus not working out? Yeah, I push until I can't go. Okay. With pretty much anything. So um, until it knocks me down and I can't do, then that's when, okay. I need to let my body rest. Um, and then it's this like, um, okay, count on of when I can get back to it. Um, and so I, but I've learned that if I go too fast and, and come back too fast, I'm just going to be right back in bed. So um, I think I've gotten better with, you know, resting longer so that I can actually get back and be healthy rather than just repeat the cycle of being sick. I have so many questions about what she just said. And well, it's gonna it's gonna speak to Kate as a person because I know she's super <laughs> competitive. Oh yes, we'll tell some stories about nah. that. Here. Um, a couple other things. Well, first of all, I appreciate you guys letting me know that. So that's kind of where I was at this week, trying to figure out: Do I work out? Do I not? So I did. I I, I worked out a little bit, but I didn't push myself um, just because I wanted to, you know, recover. So then, you know, the the last two things. These were kind of my intentions for the week: was to get better sleep. And to meditate more because I'm, I'm pretty good at meditating. Um, and that's usually about 10 to 20 minutes a day that I'll meditate. But over the last month, it's, it's probably only been once or twice a week. So I wanted to get better a meditating and then be with the sleep. And so I would tell you, I, this week, I don't know what it is. Maybe the last two weeks I've been struggling 
with getting sleep. Like I'll be able to go to bed, but then I wake up at like midnight, one o'clock and I can't go back to bed. So you guys got any advice for me on that? Mm. Do you ever do any of the uh, sleep apps? Like uh, what's it called? Calm. Listen I use those little, every once in a while. Calm. Yeah, that's a, that's a good that's a good thing. Now here's what. <clears throat> so I did. You know me. I'm, I like to get out on a big, wide, world wide web and check things out. But according to the National Sleep Foundation, 45 percent of Americans say that poor or insufficient sleep affected their daily lives at least once in the past seven days. Would you agree with that? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I, I totally. I and I'm so I'm. Actually, hopefully, Kevin, here's an, here's an idea. What if you try to find a sleep study expert that could be, that could be on the show? Yeah, I'll find one of them. Can you do that? Because that you know, would really help me out. It'd probably help you out too. Because I know you're, you, I don't know if you necessarily get all the greatest sleep, but here's what I also I found, and I thought this was really uh, interesting too. In fact, getting adequate amounts of restful sleep is important for a healthy immune system. The quality and quantity of our sleep can help us from getting sick after being exposed to a virus, and it can also speed up the road to recovery after being sick. So that's really what I, what I need to do. So this week, um, struggled with sleep, didn't really uh, get into the meditation, kind of feeling um, under the weather. So just trying to do things to get my body, mind back in neutral. So I know we've talked a lot about this, Kevin, you and I off the air too, but it's just being disciplined, being intentional and being consistent. And so those are the things that I'm going to have to do to get myself uh, back going again. So also want to say that I'm super pumped up that you're going to give us some time off from doing this podcast. You've been working us to the, I mean, just grinding (laughs) us here. So I'm excited that we have the weekend off. Becky and I are going to go listen to Old Dominion. I don't know Mm. if you guys know Old Dominion. So Kate, are you... Uh, yes, I'm a fan. Yeah, big fan of Old Dominion. So, what so is it? We, country? Yep, it's country. Yeah, it's. Um, have to check them out. What yeah. is it? Yeah. You got, I mean, you know what? We'll probably play some of that for you here later. But anyway, uh, excited about that and uh, excited to here to have Kate uh, with us in studio. And Kevin, how about you? What was going on in your world this week? I've actually had a pretty good week. Um, Unlike you, I, I'm not fighting off any illness or anything like that. Um, had to listen to you down the hallway today every seven minutes. <laughs> hey, sounded like on. you were choke, choking on something. Um, <clears throat> no, it's been a, been a good week. I've, I've uh, been really, really consistent with um, sleep. I've uh, been really consistent with getting up and getting my workouts in. Um, had some good, uh, good runs and this weekend, like you said, we'll have a, have a weekend off from doing the podcast and have an extra day there. So I will get some miles in for sure. Hey, cause I want to ask you, you know, getting your miles in and you're training for a, a 50 miler. Is that correct? I am. You're nuts. Yeah. You're kind of, you that's, are nuts. Yeah. That's yeah. like why can I ask you like what gets in the brain there to say I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna run fifty miles. What's the furthest you've ever run? I did I've I have completed a marathon, but let me tell you this big Clydesdale body of mine. I was my ankles, my knees, I was I was shot. So the only thing I can say is I have completed a marathon, which you know I am grateful for, but I just think 50 miles, I would, I don't know, but did, good for you. Let me not, ask I, you. I don't want to, I don't want to say anything bad. So good for no, you. No, let me ask you though. Did, w- when you trained for the marathon, 
what's the furthest that you ran during training? Like, did you really train or did you kind of like, kind of mail it in a little bit? No, I, I was actually doing really well. I think the longest run was a 20 miler. I did a 20 miler. Okay. Um, but what was happening toward, to me at the end of my training was I think I was overdoing it. And so my ankles and my knees were starting to bother me. And I think if I would have pulled back in my training a little bit and really listened to my body, I probably would have, it probably would have been better, but, uh, yeah, Yeah. that was it. So, yeah, no, that's good. Yeah. No, the race is in September, so I've got plenty of time. Um, and it's, uh, so you asked the question, why, why, what goes through my brain? I don't know. It's just, there's something about, I don't know. I'm not quite sure. I, I mean, I'm intrigued. I, I want to know what it feels like. I want to know physically like how broken I will be at the end of 50 miles because, I, I mean, I have no illusion that I'm going to – I'm not going to feel good at the end of it. So this will be your – this will be your first 50 miler, right? Yeah, I did – last summer I did a um, – what they call kind of like a backyard ultra where it was like a five-mile loop, five like a little over five-mile loop. And you had 12 hours to run as many loops as you could. And I stopped after uh, seven mi- seven loops, seven laps. So it ended up being like 30, I don't know, 38 miles-ish. And uh, But that happened to be the month that I was also, I came up with that self-imposed challenge of running uh, 10 miles, minimum of 10 miles a day. Yes, I do remember that. And so... The, the race wasn't until October 22nd, so I had already run 220 miles, and I wanted to be able to continue running the rest of the month, so that's why I stopped at 38. I could have kept going, but I mean, I was I was hurting for sure, um, and ended up really, really in pain the next few days because I, I don't run on trails normally, and so my ankles were just you, shattered you from all the hurting. uneven and all the stuff. So I ended up not running that month. I think I think I missed three days total, three or four days total. So I ended up at just shy of three hundred miles that month. So, but yeah, fifty will be the longest, and it's going to be up in uh, um, North Shore. Up finishes at Lutzen, and so it's just going to be. I mean, you know that area. It's just. I mean, Beautiful. that's. I lived up there. I mean, it's just gorgeous, and so it's on the Spirit Hiking Trail, and um, yeah, I I don't know. It's. I'm Kate. wired a little different, I guess. Yeah, that's okay. But it's Impressive. Okay. Uh, hey, Kate, have you ever done a 50-miler? No, no, and I don't plan to. <laughs> yeah. I, have, I have no, zero. Are you, are you like, are you a runner? Do you do I that? am not a runner. Okay. Um, so I love to work out, love to exercise, um, go to Orange Theory. That's kind of my jam. I like circuit. I like strength training. Um, but one of the circuits is treadmill, and oh, I yeah. dread it. Yeah. Dread it. It's, it, it's a countdown the minute I get on. Yeah. Um, but it's a mind thing. And um, I, I can row. I can I can do all the things. But put me on a treadmill or make me go run. No, thanks. What What is it about? Like, what do you hate about it? Everything. That's like, a does great it, like, question. Like, like, does it hurt? Um, yeah. Like, it it doesn't feel good. <laughs> why? I just don't know why somebody would do that. But I know, like, I know because I don't want that, that that's what I need. Yeah, that's sure. a good point. That's a really good point. So, so that's why I, I go there because it forces me to do that. And it's like, what, short intervals? Yeah. Yeah. It depends on the day. Like, they have strength, endurance, power. Yeah. Like, this morning was power, so 
It was like bursts. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. Mm-hmm. That's fantastic. Well, here, Kevin, first of all, I want to say um, I'm really excited for you and as always very proud of you that you'll be doing this 50 mile yeah i need the first friday off next year uh, yeah you, you, <laughs> i think I, I, you'll be okay with that <laughs> say the other no thing problem. i want to say is what if we you know what if we did what if we did a live podcast that day where you were on the mic <laughs> and i had like yes. i could take in people and i could ask you questions Please as you do. were like on mile five and then mile 25 and mm-hmm. and then just see if you could even coherently even talk to me when you're on like 40 mile 45. We I like tr- it. We could try it. I, I, I hear that there's cell service. Okay. Well, you know what? Way, maybe so that's, maybe we'll look into that. Maybe we will mm-hmm. look into that. Um, Hey, uh, before we uh, get into some questions here with Kate, I just want to say a big shout out and thank you to Mike Minnick uh, for helping us design our two principles artwork and logo. He just did a fantastic job. And Mike is a designer first and can help you customize your brand. If you're looking for any artwork design or logo or some cool merch, you can check him out at www.greenboybrand.com. Kevin, I want to tell you, I was able to see a look of the hats that y- you've put an order in for yeah. us. And I'm going to tell you, those look really sweet and I'm really excited to get those. He's actually taking care of us. We're partnering with Green Boy Brand and we're really excited about uh, Two Principles partnering with Green Boy Brand. And he's hooked us up. And like I said, to start the show, you look really fresh today. It's because Mike has uh, hooked you up with some cool merch. Yeah, you talk about partnering with him. It's pretty exciting. Um, he's done a lot of work for schools, businesses, uh, sports organizations, and everything in between. Uh, Green Boy brand can get you looking and feeling sharp. Um, when you go with Green Boy, you are choosing to get a personal touch rather than a cookie cutter look. Um, that is definitely what he definitely what he has done for us. Um, he understands that you are looking for something fun, comfortable, and different, and he's uh, hooked us up with some cool hats coming eventually here. Yeah, no, and I think too, uh, talking to him this week, and I know you were talking to him too about we're going to put some stuff on our website for some uh, merch and all that stuff for people if they want to purchase either the, the Green Boy brand or uh, we're going to have some Two Principal stuff, uh, podcast stuff on there as well too. So looking forward to that. All right. Should we get this thing going? Yeah, let's roll, baby. Okay. We've uh, wasted enough time. So excited to have Kate Loveland, elementary principal on the show today. Kate has a wealth of experience on leadership, work-life balance, stress reduction, and mental health, and everything in between. It's always great to learn from other leaders. Welcome, Kate, and thanks for taking the time to join us today. Thank you, too. This is great. It's great that you're doing this. We need to talk about lots. We're going to ask you a lot of questions today. So, Kate, uh, Here's the random question of the day, okay? So last week's question was, do you let your gas tank go down to empty or do you like to keep it more on the full side? So before we get into today's, what's your response to that? And this might shock a lot of people because I'm a planner, but I am a a risk taker when it comes (laughs) to the gas. So the light, it's got to come on before I'm going to the gas station. And then I, then I hit the button of what's my range. (laughs) I've never ran out. 
So, um, you know, you know yeah. what it is. She has to beat the car. That's exactly what it <laughs> well, is. It is. It's that competitive. What well, is? It's a little bit of that competitive nature there that comes out. I, so today I was jokingly because I'm the same way. I let that thing go down. I mean that light can go off, and I'm like, you know what? I can get a little bit further with this. So today I got. I was leaving work, and um, I was like, oh, I should probably get gas. So when I pulled into the gas station today, I was at 11 miles till empty. So. Not too bad. I think I probably could have brought it a little bit lower, but you that, know, that's good. Pretty good. Yeah, that's good. All right. So this uh, week's random question of the day. So it has to do with the kitchen. Okay. So think about this. Um, do you rinse your dishes off and put them in the dishwasher right away, or are you more on the I'm going to leave them out on the counter or in the sink for a little bit? I feel like you guys could answer this for me. <laughs> <laughs> you know me. I know, but just go no, ahead and answer. No, we got to get don't know you. Oh, that's true. Okay, so you have to put that away right away. Like, well, what's with the clutter? Why do we have to have things out? <laughs> no, rinse it if it needs rinsed, right? So what did you eat? What needs to be rinsed? And get it in the dishwasher. So what if I were to tell you this? So I, I was doing some reading this week on this question because... Um, there can be all sorts of people that will be like, oh, it's not a big deal. Just throw it here or leave it here. And do you know that the average dirty dish sits in the sink for nearly two days? What? Ew. I know. I, <laughs> where did you get that? That is coming right out of this study from Home and Garden. Was uh, it wow. all answered by college kids? No, mm. there were, it's two, uh, 2,000 Americans. The, the study was delving into kitchen habits of 2,000 Americans. Oh my gosh. So you think about that. Yuck. So two days. So you, like, so I would say you put you, so how about this with like your, your husband or your kid? Do you make sure that they are putting their dishes in the dishwasher right away? You know, that's the challenge as I'm answering that. Um, no, it, if I clean the sink and it's all cleaned and there's a dish that goes in the sink, I'm like, what? I mean, can't you see that it, it, it there's nothing in there? Um, and so as much as I try to teach and um, sometimes it's just, it's not worth saying anything and I'll just do it myself. I know it's, it is definitely crazy. So the other thing I wanted to talk to you guys about, Kevin, oh, first of all, Kevin, yeah, are you, where are you? We're, we're pretty good. We, we clean up. Um, pretty quick, and and I got I got to give a shout out to my wife. She's a very very tidy individual, nice. <laughs> and and she so she's very very good about everything, and and um, takes care of things very well. But but if she weren't, I mean, we we often cook together and we often clean together. So, um, and currently we don't have a dishwasher. Our dishwasher broke like two three months ago, so we've been. And you just hand wash them. Yeah, it's, I like doing dishes actually. It's good. Well, that's good. You know, like there are some you know, calming. I will say that that's the balance in my household is my husband cooks and yeah. I clean. We're we're so, pretty balanced. I mean, we work we work yeah. together. That's good. Oh, that's uh, that's absolutely. But that's they awesome. don't sit there for two days. That's nope. that's insanity. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Disgusting. <laughs> Things start growing after yeah. two days. So the 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 other thing I want to uh, bring up, and this came out of a family relationship news article. It's called Kitchen Confrontations. The average household sees 217 arguments annually just over cleaning the dishes. Who's putting them in the dishwasher? Who's not putting them in the dishwasher? Who's unloading? Does that, what do you think about that? Like, 
I know for us at home, expect when, you know, two, I, we've got two of our kids who are, you know, they're not, they're not in our house anymore, but I still have one that's there. But I, for me, I'm the same way. I, I want to, every night I need to make sure that that dishwasher is loaded and started. And so I will do that every night. But the problem is, as I go to bed, I try to get to bed early and then I'll come down in the morning and maybe my son or my wife will have something and obviously they're not going to put it in the dishwasher because it's going. So it's, it sits in the sink. And, um, but I would say too, Becky does a really good job too. She wants, you know, getting the dishes out of the dishwasher and stuff like that, but 217 arguments annually. So it says, um, everyone wants to eat, but no one wants to deal with the aftermath. It's the, it, it's a problem as, as old as time. Whose turn is it to do the dishes again? So arguments over dirty dishes aren't anything new, but you'll probably be surprised to read just how often Americans are picking a fight over the kitchen sink. So again, 217 dish-related arguments annually. That works out to about 18 arguments each and every month <laughs> revolving. Yeah, that's a lot loading and emptying the dishwasher or leaving uh, dishes to pre-rinse. We're not even talking about laundry. I know. So we're just talking about... That's just the kitchen. The kitchen. Well, just the dishes, not even the counter. So, Kate, it's fun to know that you you like to kind of play the game with the the gas tank like Mm -hmm. that. It's kind of... It is. It's kind of like a fun little Mm -hmm. game. So I like to know that you're like that. And then also to know that, you know what? Put those dishes in the dishwasher. We're not letting them sit out there. Right. So what I learned though, when I did that, I'm like two days, the average, I'm like, so <laughs> some, oh, no. something we learn on that. So thanks for playing along with the random question of the day, Kate. Yeah, absolutely. That was fun. Okay. We're going to dive in, get to know Kate a little bit. Uh, why don't you just give us some general information about yourself? Tell us about your background. Where'd you grow up? Where'd you go to school, college, all that kind of stuff. All right. Um, so about me, I'm from Iowa. Um, don't hold that against me. <laughs> um, I've heard probably all the Iowa jokes. And typically what I'll say is, at least I'm not from Wisconsin. <laughs> I'm from Wisconsin. Oh, okay, good. Sorry. <laughs> well, that's great. <laughs> but but usually Minnesotans will say, true. Well, you know what's even worse? I wasn't born in Wisconsin. I was born in Illinois. Oh, okay. <laughs> so, well, okay. so I know there's jokes about Illinois, too. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. So from Iowa... Um, Born and raised and um, went to college at St. Cloud State, um, seven hours away from home. Anyone that knows me knows I'm a home girl. Like, um, my family is everything. So the fact that I went seven hours away, um, it, I, a, a softball scholarship took me to St. Cloud State. So went to St. Cloud State, got my elementary ed degree, um, minored in human relations, multicultural education. And um, at the time, it was uh, hard to get a job right out of college. And so um, didn't really think I would get a job right away and thought, if I don't, I'm headed back to Iowa and we'll go from there. Um, student taught, got a job in the same building the following year, um, ended up teaching in the same district for 11 years. Um, what year was that? That was 2004. Yeah, so um, taught for 11 years and then uh, curriculum specialist for five, um, principal for three. Um, Always thought I'd get back to Iowa. Uh, I think even up to probably, oh gosh, 
four or five years ago, I thought for sure at some point I'd get back. Um, and then something turned and I, and I don't know if it was, um, having my son, Sam. Um, but I just, I, I believe in the district that I'm in. I believe what I do. I see the things, um, and, and I want him to experience those things. So, um, we built a house in 2018 and everyone, I I think I shocked everyone. They're like, wait, what? Like if you build, you can't leave. Um, which I kind of thought that too, but I mean, I could still leave if I wanted to, uh, but no, we're here. Uh, but every day when I talk to my mom, she, she has to tell me she can't wait for me to come back. No, no family here. I have no family here. Yeah. So I always say my friends are my family and which is why I always kind of keep a tight circle of friends, Mm -hmm. um, because they truly are my family. I think that's pretty brave. Absolutely. I've always secretly wanted to move away and I've just never done it. It's crazy. So this was like back when, you know, college, I didn't have a cell phone and then now I'm dating myself um, <laughs> until my sophomore year. Probably had a pager though. And um, no, I didn't have a pager either. Um, but I racked up my parents' uh, phone bill that freshman oh, year in college. I mean, we're talking thousands. What were the? I, I remember homesick. that. What were the? What were those things called? Like, was it like you could be on your uh, like? Those phone bills. You know how you could be on your yeah. parents' stuff and you pay. What was that? Do you remember what that was called? I, I don't know, but yeah, I know what you're talking about. So you were jack. You were jacking oh, up your. <laughs> yeah, and and if my mom would have said, my mom and dad, if they would have said that first semester, come on home, gone. Yeah, I would have been gone. So tell me, can I ask you a little bit about because um, Saint Cloud State? I'm also a Saint Cloud State alum. So go Huskies. let's go Huskies. Um, playing softball, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, and. Uh, what was that like as a, you know, collegiate, uh, you know, athlete and doing that? And what did that teach you? Oh, man, lots. Um, yeah, I always wanted to be a college athlete. And it was either softball or basketball. Um, and I, I thought about doing both. And then I thought I, I, I need some balance of having that experience of college, too. Um, and so it was it taught me time management. Um, it taught me discipline. Um, it was fun. Like I said, that first semester was hard. We didn't, we had fall ball, but we didn't really get into season until spring. And thank goodness my family was like, you know, give it a year, give it a year. Um, and it's a, it's a sisterhood. It's an immediate family that you walk into, um, where you've got each other's backs, you're checking in. We had, you know, tutoring and and study tables and things like that. Um, we had to get grade cards signed. Uh, and so you just had to stay on top of things. And so just that discipline of you had to have eight o'clock classes because by 2 PM you're getting ready for practice. Um, and then after practice, you all go to eat. And after you eat, you come back, you study, rinse, recycle, repeat. So that's where you got a lot, very, very much that discipline, that yeah. consistency and all that stuff. So let me ask you this question. Um, so if we were to go like out to a softball field right now, do you think like you could <laughs> jack the ball farther than I could jack the ball right now? Uh, <laughs> or, or first of all, when you were playing, were you more of the long ball or did you spray the ball all over the field? Oh, I... Um, Where'd you hit in the rotation? I was this, probably a six, seven hitter. Okay. okay. Yeah. Um... Definitely not long ball. Okay. Um, and years ago, yes, I probably would hit it farther than you. <laughs> you probably would do it right now, too. 
but I've had a shoulder replacement, so oh. I'm broken. Um, which yeah, but I it that's that's the hard part. The the love of the game is still in the heart, and I think I can do all the things still. Yeah, uh, but uh, I love the game. And you coached too, didn't you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I coached um, high school softball for many years. Um, but what was really cool was my uh, one of my um, college teammates, best friend. Um, played together, we lived together, and then we ended up coaching high school softball together. Oh, cool. So, um, yeah, so Stacy Sheets uh, coached with her, and um, I joke to this day of when I joined coaching with her, we won the state championship. Nice. So, I mean, Very right cool. there, right? Um, and she, she gets a good laugh out of that. But, no, we had a good run, uh, and I think that's, like, kind of my mentality, too, of, like, how I even just approach life is, like, that coaching mentality of – um, even in my job, uh, it's just, it's always with me and that competitive or helping others or making others the best versions of themselves is, yeah. is what I want to do. Were you like that before you got to college? Did you have that mentality or do you think college athletics like kind of fostered it and, and it just grew? Yeah, I, I mean, think, were you like that in high school? Yeah, I think so. It's hard to remember back then. Yeah. Um, I've always been an athlete um, for sport, always something. And usually softball was year round. Um, and so, I, yeah, I think I was, it's always been in me that definitely that perfectionism that I've had to work through. Um, and honestly, like, it's almost like a bad word to me because <laughs> I've heard it so much in yeah, my life yeah. that I don't want to be, but I don't know how to not be yeah. or try to strive for that. Right. So I think it's always been there, but when you, when you raise to that like collegiate level, there's just like another level that you, mm -hmm. you know, strive to be. So I'm curious because I, I think I know the answer to this, but you know, <clears throat> Jason and I both, have gone through, you know, we grew up being, being athletes and being active and all that stuff. But, but we, I definitely, I mean, I know Jason and I've talked about this. I definitely lost my way in my, you know, twenties and thirties. And, um, in fact, when I worked with you, um, I mean, I found myself the most unhealthiest I've ever been in my life. Did you ever experience that? I mean, did you go from a time after you got done playing college ball that you kind of, kind of let yourself kind of become unhealthy and, and had to find your way back? It's a great question. Um, so you know about the, like the freshman 15? Yeah. <laughs> um, I had never experienced going to like a cafeteria and being able to eat whatever you wanted oh, it was and the dessert best. multiple oh, times. Yeah. Fantastic. So my freshman 20 plus <laughs> was from that food. Um, no, but it, it did, you know, I, I eventually got back into it and I was good. But um, after college, I actually went the other way. Oh, you did? I did. Um, because it was such a schedule and, and routine that I was doing that I was no longer on that and it freaked me out. So it was like <laughs> the one thing that I could control. So if I wasn't working out one time a day, it was maybe two times a day. Mm. Um, and, you know, that became unhealthy because I kind of went too far. Interesting. That way. Yeah. Yeah. That's not what I thought. Mm-hmm. Huh. That's interesting. Okay. 
All right, let's, uh, how about uh, maybe following up with that a little bit as you're talking about kind of where you were, you know, during college and then almost that, like you said, that fear, right? We, we, I always say that sometimes uh, when you say like perfectionism, right? Some people say, oh, that's a negative, that can be a very negative word, but it also has helped you get to be where you are. Right. So you, you're 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 a leader. You're uh, you're doing a lot of great things, leading people. And um, so you get to that point. So talk to us about like your your maybe typical routines, like your morning routine or, um, you know, you know, you're you're a mom, your wife, uh, you're a leader of a building. What do you do to kind of get yourself prepped and ready uh, to go to work? And then maybe what it, what's your routine too? then when you before you go to bed? Yeah. Um, so it, it really depends on the day. Um, like I kind of mentioned there, you know, I, I kind of swung too far going to that workout routine. Um, and then once, you know, I have a family, it, you, you have to become less selfish. Um, and so, um, that is one thing I feel like I have finally somewhat figured out the balance, but the, the guilt is still there. Um, I don't necessarily go to the gym and work out every day. I try to move my body, but that, that was really hard for me to not go every day and do that, like strenuous, hardcore activity. Um, so depending on the day, um, I do do some of that. Uh, but I also allow myself to sleep in on some days too. And that has really helped my body. Um, so if, if it's a, if it's a day that I'm working out, I'm getting up at four ten in the morning. Um, I'm, I'm working out by five. Um, I'm, I'm back and doing the mom stuff when I get home, uh, then getting ready for work. Um, while I'm getting ready, my partner Alex is doing the others and, um, getting Sam fed. Although sometimes I'm doing that because Sam's already up and he wants to eat. So, you know, getting him ready to go. Um, and then I get ready for work and, um, Luckily, uh, Alex can do drop off because I usually go to work early. And so that's just kind of my morning routine on on a day that, you know, I'm up and working out and going, mm-hmm. but I'm going all day until my my uh, head hits that pillow. Um, on other days, um, you know, it's I get to sleep in and I allow myself to do that. And, and I look forward to those days. <laughs> yes. um, like and I look forward to the Saturday morning sleep in. And then when I wake up, that coffee, oh, oh, there's nothing better. There's nothing better. Right there with you on that one. Yeah. So that's kind of my, my morning routine. And, and, then I, and then I'm at work and I hit the ground running. And I literally sometimes do hit the ground running. And that's why we're super grateful that you could take time out of your schedule because you're busy. Be, like I said, you're a leader, your mom, you're doing all these things. And so again, appreciate your time and just the, the information and the, the, the wealth of information that you have to share. So excited for listeners to learn about you, Kate, and learn about some of the things you're doing. So you, you've got a unique perspective that I think listeners could tap into. Um, I, I'm going to, you know, full disclosure, when, when you talk about, you know, you give me a hard time for, you know, my schedule getting up at three thirty and, and, you know, doing all the stuff that I'm doing. I don't have kids. <laughs> so I have, I have this element to my life that, that others don't have. And I have the luxury of not being in charge of other little humans. Yeah. 
right? So you have a perspective on maintaining health and wellness for yourself that I could never have. And so being a mom, being a leader, being somebody who cares about fitness, um, you know, taking care of yourself, what do you say to somebody who might be in your position but doesn't know how to do that or 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 doesn't know where to start or like what would you tell them? Well, I definitely don't have it all figured out. Yeah. Right. Um, I think that's the first thing is um, give yourself grace because if you're doing the best you can, then the best is good enough. Um, we all, I am a reflective person. Of course I can do things better. You know, um, I, I feel like sometimes I am being selfish with things, but um, I, you know, I, I always look back and just, and try to look at, am I giving my best self in everything that I'm doing? And oftentimes I will say work gets my best self. I give everything all day to those 540 kids because I tell parents when you drop them off, they're mine. I got them until they go home. Um, and I do treat them like mine. I want the best for them. Every decision I make is because of them. Um, and so, you know, I think of I be, when I became a mother, my perspective on life, on my job, on what I do, if I were to go back and teach in the classroom, man, would I do things differently. And um, sometimes I wonder about those kids that I taught and, you know, <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Um, but I think it's just, you, you just have to give yourself grace and know that some days you're not going to do it right and well, yeah. and that's okay. Because there will be days that you do um, and having that core group of leaning on people, how do you do? Be vulnerable. Admit when you make the mistake. Admit when something doesn't go right. The other day I told Alex, I'm like, man, I am not my best self at home lately. You know, yeah. and, I, and I haven't been. Um, also to Sam, you know, telling him like, you know, buddy, we're going to spend some time this Saturday doing whatever it is. All about you and me or all of us. Um, and just you know, trying to just be intentional about that yeah. and recognizing that because it's, it's not easy. Well, I yeah. would, just to follow up on that, one of the, the key pieces that I heard you say is just being A, to recognize it, right? And B, um, you know, be with yourself and figure out what that is and what do you need. So um, I think that that's great advice for um, people to understand is that you have you have to be with yourself you have to recognize it and just own it and there's there's no right i think the thing is there's no right and there's no wrong but if you can just be there uh, and be present as much as you can i think that's that's where you're at so i love that hey i'm gonna switch it up a little bit because um i know social media right you were talking earlier that you didn't cell phones right we didn't right. grow up with cell phones right that that's that was never part of my kevin your that no. was never part no. of our life now you're in this whole phase of there's so many different social media platforms apps all this stuff so two questions for you number one is are you do you take part in social media and 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 maybe you know what what uh, platforms are you on and then who do you follow if you do do that mm -hmm. and then i'm going to ask a follow-up question because i need some advice and help and I'm going to ask you for that. Oh, brother. All <laughs> right. Um, yes, I do social media. Um, for the longest time, I held out 
on not doing social media back when I was teaching. Um, just, just thought it was like intrusive. Like, I don't need to know what you're doing. You don't need to know what I'm doing. Um, but then I got to thinking like, this is a way I can connect with my family who is six plus hours away. Mm -hmm. And so that was the breakthrough of Facebook. That's why I signed on. And then boy, did people come out of the woodwork. Mm. <laughs> like I barely talked to you in high school yeah. and you know, sort of that thing, but it's really cool to be connected. And I think when you think about the connections that you make with different people, and also I take it from like, what can I learn um, from others? Always trying to learn. Um, but also it comes into that comparing aspect too. Yeah. Like what you see, you think you need or what you see is uh, real. FOMO, right? Right, oh, right. Or they're living way better than yeah, I yeah. am and that wish I had sort of thing. Which can impact your, your ability to be healthy and well, right? Absolutely. Yeah. So um, yes, in doses, uh, Facebook, um, Instagram, love Instagram. Um, I love stories. Mm -hmm. I, I catch myself just real and and getting down that that hole um sometimes i'll be laughing and alex will say what are you laughing at oh just a story um so that's like mindless escape stuff yeah. um but again i really like um connecting with people there usually those two are family friends um i will say though i am on some groups with facebook um some principal groups um that are awesome. Mm -hmm. um, take everything with a grain of salt, but um, I get some really good ideas to do with my staff, morale, um, and things like that. Uh, what else? Twitter. Twitter's all work. Um, I don't have, that's where it's kind of a separate, usually, um, you know, I'm, I have a couple of family members who I'm friends with, with my Twitter, but typically that's, that's work only. Yeah. Um, and uh, that's it as far as social media. So, okay, which is great. And, and I think there's different ways to use it. And what I'm hearing from you is you, you know, you have that kind of ex es escape, right? Mm -hmm. Where you can kind of mindlessly laugh and, and go. And then you also have some opportunities to connect and, and then also some uh, opportunity for the professional side of it too. So we're trying to, you know, when we're talking two principles and we're talking this guy, Kevin and me, we're trying to figure this out. So before you go today, we have to figure out a TikTok, okay? Because oh, I, I have, I have challenged myself to, to figure this this TikTok out, uh, this TikTok uh, social media platform Kevin, out. Kevin, you're into this too? No, I'm actually leaving this up to him. Okay. So he, okay. so he just will. <laughs> I'm, not, say, I'm, not, I'm shocked. I'm not taking part okay. in the TikTok. He, but but he's but he's part of these because I have I'm to be part, part of, of them, these. And so well, I've been trying to get better at this, default. and so maybe if you have an idea or something like that before you go, okay. we're gonna uh, put together a TikTok, and then once this episode goes live, we'll post that. So just want you. To he know sends that. me oh, random great. drafts all night long. <laughs> of, oh my gosh, like, that's great. TikToks and but see you're in high school you know the the realm of high school and that's big I'm in elementary they yeah I feel right. like they don't even use TikTok anymore no, though I know they're yeah. already on by the time us old folks are on it yeah, they're on to something else that's totally. probably it. right when we're gonna finish or uh, figure out TikTok for I think people are gonna be like oh that's an old thing but they're anyway we'll, they're we'll on things there. that I don't even know the names of it's, oh brother yeah. that's good Kev, what do you got next? Well, let's uh, ask a little fun question about nutrition. Okay. What's your go-to meal that you would prepare or your family would prepare? So you guys having a family dinner night, 
<laughs> What's your go-to meal? Well, it sounds like Alex does the cooking, right? He does. That's yeah. why I'm, I'm really thinking, and I, I got lucky there um, because I do not cook. You don't want me to What's cook. What's your go-to meal that you would ask him to prepare? Oh, man. You should have let me think about this one. Um, <laughs> well, you know, this, this is the tricky thing with a child. Um, the The mistake we made was... Alex used to work in the cities. And so when Sam was young, uh, we wouldn't, uh, Sam would have to eat before Alex got home. He got home at 730. Um, so I would make Sam something, usually kid friendly, mm-hmm. always kid friendly. And then when Alex would get home, we would eat. Well, that then started, we needed to prepare two meals because Sam won't eat what we sure. eat. <laughs> we ripped off that Band-Aid about, yeah, that's... I don't know. Six months ago. Okay. And Sam is six. (laughs) So, um, gosh, a go-to meal um, that just, Sam won't eat it, but um, cilantro lime chicken Mm, with jasmine rice or balsamic rice. Yeah. Yeah. Sounds really good. What about like, uh, so when you're going in the morning, what do you, what what are you putting in your body like uh, before you go to work? Interesting enough. Um, so typically it would just be coffee. It's like grab and go. Um, but I am on this um, feel alive health challenge right now. It's eight weeks. Um, it's with one of my trainers that I work out with. Um, and it's, she has like these daily goals. So it's the hundred ounces of water. It's the 10,000 or yeah, 10,000 steps. Um, it's 10 pages in a self-help book. It's, um, gosh, you make me think on the spot. Um, you have to weigh yourself every day. Um, and that's tough for me because that's, that's in the mind. Um, but when you, when you start to learn about weight and water weight and things like that, it, it gets a little less because you know, it's going to go up and down. Um, what else is there? Oh, it's gratitude. You have a gratitude journal. So think of at least three things a day that you're grateful for. Um, and it's just getting into those healthy habits, right? So now what I'm putting in my body is, um, oh, it's macro counting. That's the biggest thing. Um, so I am trying to get enough protein, enough carbs, enough good fats every day. So I wouldn't normally eat breakfast, but now it's definitely a protein shake, um, along with coffee and, um, and, or, uh, this protein cereal that I just absolutely love. Yeah. So I love that your trainer is incorporating the, the 10 pages, like, yeah, that's, yeah, you know, that's not normal. And, right? th- and that's I mean, what that's, she said. She's so like, cool. reading 10 pages is not going to help you lose weight, but it's about the discipline. Yeah. It's about the lifestyle, yeah. you know. Um, well, I love that saying, um, mood follows action. Yes. Right. I, I'm a big believer that you have to change your behavior to change your mood. And if you read 10 pages from a gratitude book every day, your mood's going to change. Yep. There's no way it's not. It might not on the first time, but you know, you do that for a week. And that they're all connected. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. That's very cool. Very, very cool. Um, what, uh, let's, let's get into some leadership stuff. You being, like I said, being, um, leading the building and Mm -hmm. doing a great job and uh, leading your family and all that stuff as a former college athlete and all that stuff. What does it, first of all, what does leadership mean to you? 
And how can you help or how can you help others like when you want to like build culture and, and build that, mm-hmm. that cohesiveness with, with a team or with your building or with your organization or business? What advice would you give there? Yeah, this is, what does leadership mean to me is like um, the million dollar question because I can just rattle off like words and then, you know, start to put in sentences. But when I think about leadership, I think about action. I think about service. Um, I, you know, I come from that, that sports coaching kind of mentality philosophy of um, like, I, I have a team. And I have a family and they are my family. We see each other more than we see our families. And so, um, you know, we can either, and sometimes dysfunctional, um, like all families and teams. But when I approach that, it's, you know, what, what does everyone need? And we don't all need the same things. And I can't coach them all the same because they're not the same. Just like we can't, we can't, teach kids all the same because they're not the same. And so really getting to know each other, um, is part of leadership, um, building that strong foundation. Uh, you know, it it goes beyond, you know, how are you doing today? It it's unpacking that backpack that you're bringing to work. And I always say this, that we're all carrying something. Sometimes we're willing to share and sometimes we're not. Um, and so just recognizing that seeing people that you're, you're with, um, and I know I, you know, I, that the word intentional is always thrown out, but sometimes I have to remind myself to slow down and be intentional. And when I ask that question to truly listen, uh, and so, you know, what does leadership mean? It, it's all of those things. It's sometimes I have to be the cheerleader. Sometimes I, I'm so exhausted from cheering on everybody around me. I have nothing left in the tank for me, but that's okay because that's what they needed. And I know tomorrow it might not be that way. Uh, so Gosh, I mean, we we could do a whole podcast on what leadership <laughs> means to me, but there's a little bit. That's awesome, and it sounds like again, it's it sounds what I'm hearing from you is is you are a people person, right? Relationship driven, and absolutely, you care about people and you want to help them grow and get better. I think that's fantastic. I'm curious about what made you that way. Mm-hmm. Um, oftentimes, leaders look back at their younger years. And they think about somebody in their life that that had a positive impact on them and kind of contributed to their mindset of of leading people. How about you? Did you have a mentor? Did you have um, more than one? Yeah, I definitely had a coach um, that just, um, you know, I wouldn't say I was the best athlete out there or that we had the best team. By You know, there's other teams that were better. There's other athletes that are better. But man, did she believe in me and, and all of us. Um, and that's what it took for me to believe in myself. And I, and I still feel that sometimes today, like it sometimes takes others to see something in me before I see it. And then that nudge, right? So definitely a a coach, um, coach Lahotek, uh, she, she made me an even want to be an even better player than I was. And so I think that's just something that I always carry in everything that I do is like seeing the best in people and trying to see the best, but also seeing what is something that can make them better and want to help them. Like, how can I make you be the best you? What, what are your goals and how can I help you? That's how I approach my principalship. Like, 
I tell my staff, like, I am a, I'm your coach. Like Mm -hmm. what, what's your goals? What do you, what do you want to get out of this? Um, and how can I help you? What barriers can I remove? Um, you know, how can I build you up? So, and I tell them fail forward. You're never going to know unless you try. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, I got your back, but, but try. That's great advice. That's great advice for just everybody. I mean, leaders and, and just people in general that, that it is okay to fail. Cause if you don't fail, you're never going to know. Right. Or yeah. learn or learn. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Um, let's, I want to talk a little bit about you. We, we've talked a little bit about, it. I know you grew up in Iowa, but what kind of, what kind of kid were you? Did you get into trouble? <laughs> like, were you like a rebel rouser or were you just kind of like, did you eat a lot of corn? Oh my gosh. <laughs> I do, was, do you like, do you like corn? I always, you're welcome. I, I love corn, but See? I, you're I, welcome. <laughs> I always want to know, like, if you grew up in Iowa, yes. I mean, is there, do you have corn like every night for dinner? Not every night. No, no. it might be. You gotta be. You gotta, I mean, that, like, come on. So stereotypical, but is, is that like Wisconsin? Would you eat cheese all the time? I did. Oh, I love well, cheese. Okay. Um, <laughs> that's funny. Uh, yes, we eat corn, and I like corn. Um, but that's not all we eat. Okay. Um, and now I'm derailed. Like, I don't know. No, what we wanna, I want to know, like, remember as, as a kid, were, oh, you, was I, were you a rebel rouser? Okay, or, I and, would and like, be honest here. Cause I mean, yeah. Cause what do you think I was? Ah, uh, uh, that's, Ooh, that's uh, I'm, I'm turning the tables and I want to, I just uh, want to see, what do you think? First of all, I don't know the answer to this question. How, where, how many kids in your family? I'm the youngest of four. You're the youngest of four. How, I think how, you were a rebel what, rouser. What did you have older? Uh, brothers, I, sisters? I brother, two sisters. How old, far, far apart from you? Uh, my my brother is seven years from me, then four, then two. Kate's a rebel. Kate I, was a I, rebel rouser. I was the youngest of four. And so I'm going with the theory that the fourth child can get away with a lot of stuff. <laughs> Because their parents My are siblings tired. would say, yep. <laughs> so I'm going to go with you push the boundary a little bit. Okay. Paris? Yeah, I, I definitely think Rebel Rouser. Youngest? I, I think within reason, I think. But I think you had more fun than your older siblings. Okay, so if you ask them, I definitely got away with more things, which I don't know what that means other than I probably got to stay out later than them. Oh, sure. <laughs> um, I was a good kid. I was a, I was a good kid. I think I, my mom was a coach. Um, athletics were my life. And I always remember her saying like, if you do something that could be taken away from you, if you are somewhere where someone is doing something, just being there. So she put the fear of death (laughs) in me. Um, so I was a straight and narrow, uh, you know, I had a core group of friends, similar uh stayed out of trouble pretty boring so i was a good kid well that you know i guess that would make sense too right as you uh were involved in you know athletics and activities and all that stuff and in doing that and then also going on to play uh collegiate softball at st cloud state so i guess that would make sense but i always hear stories of this guy right here and I sometimes I'm like, oh my god, I cannot believe that you a got away with some of that stuff and b you're I didn't still alive. Get, I didn't get away right. with a lot of it. Jeez, Louise, Kev. But anyway, th- how about I that, was pretty good. How about some? You know, this is a fun one. You work. You you know, you spend a lot of time. You've got your own um, uh, son, uh, son, like you said, and. Um, you, I love what you said. You've got 500 and some kids and you want to make them all your own, right? Mm. You want to say, Hey, they're all my own. What are, what are some, uh, parenting advice or tips that you, that you would just give to, to parents like on uh, just parenting? Cause I know we always hear, um, from others is like, it's tough. Parenting is really hard. It's not, I mean, 
we're talking social media, we're talking online. There's just a lot of different things. So what would some advice that you'd give to parents? Yeah. Uh, gosh, I'm usually the one wanting the advice. Um, I'm not one to give because I think we're all just doing our best. I, I, I joke around when, when I had Sam, um, where's the manual? Cause I can follow the manual. <laughs> I can do the things. Just tell me what to do. Uh, and he didn't come with the manual. So, you know, um, I think it's just, man, just doing the best that you can. Uh, but I will say one thing that, um, I really, really try to do is listen to Sam, spend quality time listening and talking with him to him. Um, when I get home from work, it's like, okay, I got, I'm going to get out of work, which I've already spent more time at work that I should have been at home for, but I'm going to go home. And sometimes I, I want to continue work and I'm like, no, I got to hang up the work hat and I just need to put things down and focus on him. And it's easier said than done. Um, you know, I want to pick up my phone. I want to catch up on things. Um, so I really try to say, what do you want to do, buddy? You want to color into cars, get down on the floor and play cars, but I'm exhausted. So like I can paint this picture of, yep, I come home and I do all the things as mom. And I'm going to be honest, like sometimes, no, I don't. And I don't want to do them. Um, but I, I try really hard to, to put the phone down or just do, because I know that time goes fast. It already has. And, um, and so I, I, I want him to keep asking me. And if, if I don't do it, he'll stop asking me. And, and, and that will be sad, right? Then he'll find something else to do. So we, we get some quality time in right before bed. Uh, we have this routine of, you know, bath time, two books by dad, one by mom, and mom gets to do the, the sight words. <laughs> and shocker guys I was we, gonna say. we have to make a competition <laughs> oh, out of it shocker and my son might be even more competitive <laughs> oh, so um yeah so that's that's the time and then we lay down and uh you know he's now not into telling me about his day but it, he used to say what about your day mom and so you know just just making those moments count Absolutely. Being present. I think one of the things that you said and just help, it always comes back to me. It, it is hard when you go to work and you're, you're, you're checked in at work. You want to do the best that you can there. How do you shut that brain off and your body off from work so you can plug into your family? But like you said, you're physically, emotionally exhausted a lot of times. So, you know, getting out of your head there and getting back into your body, that, that is a difficult thing. And I think it's something that we all need to work on and I guess just own it and be present with it and say, okay, I'm going into, I'm going in, I'm going inside now. Yeah. Uh, I'm putting the mom hat or I'm putting the dad hat or I'm just, I'm, I'm, I'm going home and I'm going to check in. So uh, I love it. And I just think uh, just that simple advice, advice of just being there right? And listening. I just, I love that. That's great advice. Can I ask another question, Kevin? Or yeah, are you going to allow me to do that? Sure. All right. I appreciate that. I've got one more too. Yes. And then we'll, then we probably should wrap it up here, right? Past your bedtime. It is. Hey, um, (laughs) so we hear, you know, we hear a lot about mental health, right? That, that word is out there so much. And, um, when we grew up and when it, it, it's changed so much. And the, the thing that I'm, trying to do and understand is that I don't want to make mental health be a bad word. 
right? Because you think about your physical health, right? You physically, you can, you can take care of your physical health and it's just like you can take care of your mental health. But sometimes we hear mental health and it has that connotation of that's, that's bad or that's not good. And so really what we want to do is try to change that a little bit to say, no, listen, your physical health, your mental health, it's all good, right? It's all there, but how are you just taking care of it? So my question is, um, you know, not only do kids struggle with, you know, can struggle with some of the aspects of mental health, but adults as well. And what are some of the things that you think, you know, we can do, or you can do, or all of us can do to address those needs? Yeah, I like when you said, I don't want it to become a bad word, or, and I was thinking even a buzzword, um, because it has become, you know, the phrase, the word, since the pandemic, before the pandemic, but especially since, um, I just think that it's always been there. It just hasn't been something that we talked about. So that's why I appreciate you guys even having like this podcast where it's bringing it to light on both, both sides, right. Of students and the leaders. Um, you know, I think for, for my building, uh, seeing a kindergartner with anxiety is concerning, you know, and it makes me stop and pause and question about like, what are we doing um, as a society or as a system um, that's causing that, that's perpetuating that, and what do we do about it and how do we stop? You know, it's it's also concerning to me that, um, I mean, education is my passion. And so, uh, you know, anyone that, that wants to go up against me, I'll probably win on that one. Um, uh, because hey, Kevin, it, is that another competitive? See, it just comes out. Yeah. I can't help it. <laughs> Um, but when people are like, we just need to get back to the basics and this SEL stuff and I, we can't teach kids that aren't regulated, you know, even some adults don't know how to regulate themselves and we're asking them to come and be in front of kids all day. Uh, and so it, it really poses that question of, um, how do we take care of ourselves so we can take up care of others. You're on the plane. They always say, put your mask mm-hmm. on first before the others. Yeah. Easier to say than do um, because we're in a system that doesn't allow us to necessarily do that easily. And if you're in the education system, then you are driven to the point where there is this guilt to take a day off or there it's not easy to take a day off. Teachers, the, the amount of things that you have to do to take a day off, um, it's not worth it. We, and I say we, cause I, I tell my teachers, I'll never lose a perspective of being a teacher. The minute I do that, I, I'm, I've lost what I'm advocating for. Uh, but you know, I just think it's so important. We don't, we don't build that in. And when we don't build that in, we're perpetuating that endless of, we want you to take care of yourself. We're going to tell you to take care of yourself, but they can't, they don't know how. Yeah. Uh, and so I think that's just, it's really hard and it's hard to model that as a leader. I've even, I, my teachers push back on me, you know, and tell them, what are you, what are you going to do for yourself tonight? What, what's going to make you happy? Um, rather than saying like, take, you know, self care and things like that. Cause that's the eye roll. Oh yeah. That's oh, yeah. like, Oh yeah. Well, how am I supposed to do that? <laughs> yeah. Um, and so I think I, I asked a teacher yesterday that, and she goes, I'm going to go play with my dog. Okay. What's your dog's name? You know, and, and just things like that. But uh, I, it's not a buzzword. It's real. I see it. Um, we as leaders, as teachers, educators, we're bringing it every day. Um, and, and I think it, it's really going to take a system shift. Mm-hmm. Um, 
You know, I, I really think it's going to take some outside of the box thinking about we learned some things that these past five years that we never thought we'd have to go through. And my favorite quote by Maya Angelou is, um, when you know better, you do better. And so why are we continuing to try to do the same things that we as kids, you know, we went in the system and yeah, it, it worked for us. I mean, I think we turned out pretty good, but we, it's different now. And so what does that look like? Is that, is that four day weeks, you know? Um, and, and, and that, that, that fifth day is, is virtual or some sort of built in time for teachers to connect and learn from each other and, and be, and get back into passion of why they got into this profession rather than thinking, how do I get out? Right. Exactly. And that's what we hear a lot about too. And you, you said it is that I'm burnt out. I'm fried. I don't want to do this anymore. And that's where we, I think, like you said, as a system, we need a system shift there to help people a connect to themselves, but then be that then they can go connect with others and help others. And when we're doing that and we're staying connected to one another, helping each other find our passions and taking care of ourselves. And however that looks like, and you said that it can look differently. All three of us can, it can look differently and that's okay. But when we can do that, I think that is, that's going to be a, a huge shift in helping people uh, stay passionate about what they do and keep building uh, that pipeline in education. So Yeah, I think that's my struggle is like, I I am a workhorse and I love to work. I love it. Um, So finding that unplug. But when I when I tell my, my staff to take care of themselves and and do the things that fill their buckets, um, you know, they're pretty good at turning the tables back on me. (laughs) Okay, you too. Because they know once I put Sam to bed, I might get back on my computer and work. You know, I think we're Yeah, it's it's tough. I got one question left and then we're going to wrap it up. Okay. Okay. Jason and I hope to create a spark with us, with people that are listening, that are looking for some motivation to create some type of change in their own life, whether that is something to do with work, something to do with their physical health, their mental health, their emotional health, relationship health, anything. It could be anything, right? That's the whole purpose. We want somebody out there that's listening to us to say, wow, that resonated with me. I'm going to try to make a change in a certain area of my life. So right now, imagine there's someone out there that's listening to you. Okay. Maybe it's a mom. Maybe it's not. And there's something about their life that they are struggling with. And they have just not been able to get started. What is one thing that you would like to tell that person? Oh. I think you have to break it down. I think when you when you look at the big goal or picture or the thing that you want to do, it's daunting. So I think if you break it down on like, if I just took a baby step, what would that be towards that goal? And just that's the new goal. It's not, it's not the ultimate goal yet, but it's that, it's that baby step. And so if you can kind of break it down and allow yourself to be a beginner and be a learner, because I think that's what holds us back, right? Like I want 
me in particular, I want to be the best I can be at this. And so I don't want to fail, so I'm not going to do it. But if I allow myself, which one of my best mentors told me that, be a beginner, be a learner, take a baby step, and even it's just a half step forward, take it. Try it. Okay. I love it. That is some very, very good insight. That is fantastic. I tell you what, Kate, I cannot thank you enough for your time today. The conversation was rich. It was full of laughs and insight. And um, I definitely think the listeners are going to uh, gain a lot of um, knowledge from what you had to say and uh, some wisdom. So again, can't thank you enough. Um, Jason and I have the advantage of knowing you, so we know how wonderful you are. Um, but I definitely think uh, you shared a lot of wonderful um, advice. Well, thank you guys. I truly mean it. I, I, I teased with you guys that, you know, I am out of my comfort zone, um, but you make it easy. And, and this was just a conversation. So thank you. Awesome. Kate, I also wanted to say thanks for hanging out with uh, Kevin and I today and uh, just learning about you and I, as I was just listening to all this, I thought, you know, we might have to ask Kate to come on the show again, because there's so much more that I want (laughs) to ask her, and I think she's got so much more, so maybe what we'll have to do here is we'll talk to her, and maybe there's another time, maybe this summer or whenever, we can bring her on uh, again, because I would love to hear more about you, but again, thanks for your time today, Um, and I just want everybody to know that as we continue on this journey together, one step at a time, one conversation at a time, uh, it's so important to stay true to who you are and look inward. And as we wrap up today's episode, we would love for you to follow, subscribe, and rate, review our podcast. We are so grateful for your support. And as always, please follow us on all of our social media accounts, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and TikTok. And that is at Two Principles. You can also find us on the web at www.twoprinciples.com. Hey, any questions that you have for Kevin or myself, please email us at twoprinciplespodcast at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. Hey, thanks for raising your frequency today and looking inward. Wishing you peace and happiness on your journey. And remember, a better you makes for a better today. It starts with you. Until next time, get out of your head and into your heart.